Hello, and welcome to the Modern Maker podcast for Saturday, May the 6th, 2017, also known as National No Diet Day. So if you're on a diet and you pick today as your cheat day, you done effed up. Because you could have had two days, you know? Oh, you could have used like say, Sunday as your cheat day. Okay. I was yeah, going to say you lined it up perfectly. It's, I guess you're, it's just you're all doing on double how you look duty at here. it. Yeah. No, yeah, you're, you're only getting one cheat day when you get add two. Yeah, it's a free cheat it, day. It's yeah. funny when people like sort of do cheat days. Me, me and my sister were talking about this. We had this thing where we were thinking about doing on Instagram. We're just constantly posting like this really unhealthy food like every day uh-huh. on like the stories and then always just saying hashtag cheat day. I, <laughs> it's like my whole life is cheating. My brother one time had the idea to do a restaurant that was just like super bad, few, bad food, you know, food that's bad for you yeah. and just call it cheat day. Call it cheat day. Yeah. Man, that's not bad at all. I know. Or Sorry, Taco James, Bell. I gave away your... I'll, I'll edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna steal that one. Yeah. Um, I've I've always wanted to start a restaurant that was a breakfast tapas restaurant because I always hate that dilemma of like, you know, where you go to out for like breakfast or brunch and you have like a choice between like the pancake type thing and then like the savory things like the eggs and bacon. So I think there really should be a breakfast tapas place where you could get like just like two small pancakes. This so it's like mix and match, and then I would yeah. make all the plates square so that there's no wasted room on the table. I got wow. your name for you, Ben. Yeah. Oh, Bre- what's the name? So it's breakfast tapas, right? You do it yeah. Irish themed and it's called <laughs> Tapas the Morning. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, a little there fusion. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been to an Irish fusion restaurant. But, uh. Spa- what is tapas Spanish? So it's Spanish yeah. Irish fusion yeah. breakfast. Well, that sounds terrible, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it for the name. We had yeah, a so good name. It's we like went we didn't for think it. it through. Yeah. All right, All right, so I guess we should get into introducing ourselves. So my name is Chris Salamone from Four Eyes Furniture, and with me, mostly as always, is Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. Hello. And Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. What's up? What's up? All right, so today we're going to talk nah. about... Sorry. <laughs> two by four. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the two two by four challenge. So today's Saturday, which is the day that our videos are all coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll tell, we'll let you guys in on a little secret. The videos are not all done yet, but we have seen pictures of each other's finished projects. So figured we just kind of talk about them, talk about our reflections on building the projects themselves and then, uh, comment on each other's, I I guess. So who wants to kick it off? You go first. You were the first one to finish your project. Okay. So I had never built anything using two by fours or at least no furniture type things. You know, I've done like stupid little quick things that I didn't care what they look like. I, so it, what I think is interesting is that, so Ben and I both did benches, but we kind of took different approaches where Ben honored the, the material by, you know, you can look at it and see that it's a two by four yeah. in, in the way that he used it. Whereas I basically resawed everything. Use it as like a quantity. Yeah, exactly. And so I resawed everything, which And I go into this in the video a little bit, but I I think it was a mistake in hindsight. I, if I had it to do over again, I I think I would do something more like what you did. And here's what I kind of thought about while I was building is that I think that a lot of times people would probably, especially when they're a beginner, would maybe lean towards something like this for a couple of reasons. First, it's just easier to get, you know, you can just run down to Home Depot or Lowe's and pick it up. No problem. And second of all, it's cheap, but I think it's just cheap in the short run and in the long run it's actually costly because 
it's so much less stable than just like going to a lumber yard and getting something like poplar that's also a cheap wood. Whereas right. like, I mean, this stuff like warped on me overnight. Like yeah. I, I had my <laughs> panels glued up. I came out the next day and they were like bent significantly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that can hurt you because it, especially in the beginning, if you haven't done it using other kind of wood, you might think it's your shortcoming when it actually might just be, that's the way the material is. That's yeah. what this material is going to do. And so now you're hurting your confidence all, you know, by saving a couple bucks. You're just and, a hater, Chris. Yeah, I hate you too, by force. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting sort of approach to design, right? And it's, I think, a, a, you know, the, the way you think of the item you're going to use Right. If you think of it as a source of material or you think of it as a as, as sort of a unitized thing that's or a modular thing that's uh, to be manipulated as least as possible to, to take the most benefit out of the module that it came in, you're right. going to end up with two different results. So we both made benches, but I think you thought of a bench first and then made sure you had enough quantity of volume of wood to finish it. Right. Uh, where I think I was thinking it was more like, what's, what's like the... <laughs> I was thinking of... Just what is like one sort of non-obvious way to manipulate the two by four? And in my case, it was like ripping it at a 15 degree angle. That mm-hmm. was the only sort of unusual step uh, right. to working with it. Um, so I, I originally had thought about splaying the legs in two directions. So I would rip it at 15 degrees and then cross cut the 15 degree pieces at 15 degrees so that the legs would be angled in two directions. I was uh-huh. like, nah. <laughs> too much work. <laughs> uh, make the glue up too hard and stuff. But so I think that's like a there's no right or wrong way to do it. But it's interesting to sort of, you know, to when you're thinking about what to do in a for a project like this is it's helpful sometimes to establish the approach you're going to take first. And then right. it sort of helps make decisions later on. So if I was thinking about like, OK, this looks a little bit too simple. I kind of know that that simplicity is consistent with the approach that I'm taking. So I know when I'm done, right. I don't need, right. I know I don't need to add more detail to it. Um, and I think that's uh, uh, like knowing the, 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 the concepts that you're using for your design process helps you sort of uh, make consistent decisions throughout the, the process. Yeah. And I think that I, I did kind of make that decision like what you're talking about. It's just I feel like I made – I know you said there's no right or wrong, but I feel like I made the wrong decision in not honoring the material and just letting it be what it is. I, I made the decision to disguise what it is. And not that it didn't come out. I mean, it came out. But like I was saying, I, I just feel like – if I was new to this, I would have set myself back by thinking like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Let me ask you a question real quick. So yeah. whenever you were gluing up your, your seat and back panels, I noticed yeah. you didn't have the boards on the like resting on the clamps. Mm-hmm. What, what's the deal with that? They were resting on something else when I... yeah. When I clamped them up and then I did put, I I don't think I showed it in the video, but I did put clamps on both sides to like Uh evenly, evenly distribute the pressure. And in fact, when I unclamped them later that day, they were fine. Yeah. Okay. Then, I didn't know if it was just like something like something you knew I didn't. No, no, no. I Oh, I thought you had some crazy clamping technique. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a rule that they're supposed to rest on the thing. I always tend to not rest them on the thing just to get so I can wipe out the glue better. Oh, yeah. You know, because if they're on the one side, then you can't get under the clamp. But yeah, I don't know if there's a rule with that. I know some people, yeah, they just put like tape over the bar of the clamp so they don't have to worry about the glue getting on it. Yeah. 
I just but, have like an old chisel that I used to scrape scrape the dried glue off with. Yeah, I I could probably do that. I only have four of those like good. What are they the called? Parallel. parallel. Clamps. Yeah, I only have yeah. four of those, and so I'm like. I baby them. Babying them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys use a glue brush, like one of those silicone glue brushes? I only do Sometimes. it like on, You know something yeah. I use for the first time? So like the glue brushes I think are great if you've got like some, like a small glue up. But yes. I got also like it's like a wide paddle. It's made out of like harder silicone. But mm-hmm. it's like just a wide, I don't know, I guess paddle is the best way to explain it. That thing is awesome. Uh, is it a, a Rockler Rockler one, or? makes it. Yeah, Rockler makes it. I think it comes if you buy the little, the, it's like a three-piece set, like a little, the little tray, a little brush, and then the little flat paddle thingy. What, what color is it? It's black. Okay, yeah, I know that one. It looks like, yeah. a, like an Afro pit kind of. Exactly, and it's great if yeah. you've got, like if you're gluing up panels because it spreads glue so fast that it just, it saves you so much time. Yeah, I, I use that one sometimes. But when I'm, so usually if I'm doing something that's, messy like that like gluing up a panel where i know mm-hmm. that i'm gonna run it through my plane or after or something i just use my finger because it's quicker anytime yeah. i'm doing any kind of like finished assembly I, I use the uh the paddles for sure you know what's really funny about this project for me is that i normally use a pretty minimal tool palette like right. circular saw drill sander for this one where the material palette's like pretty minimal <laughs> i'm right. using like the planer i hardly ever use the planer right I'm like using the planer, the table saw, the miter saw, everything. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny. It's like using like a really fancy kitchen to cook like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you mortise those legs in though. I've thought, yes. I've kind of thought about like using the glue up as your mortise essentially right. is what you did. And I've kind of thought about that idea before and it's Cause like I cool hate to cutting see mortises. it working. Yeah. And it's <laughs> awesome to see it like actually work in execution. Yeah, the the one thing that was kind of tricky was the glue up because I'm squeezing pieces that are cut at a 15 degree angle, so they kind of want to slide oh. up a little bit. Yep. Um, so sort of managing uh, uh, that sort of process was was a little bit interesting. I almost thought of trying to figure out a way to do some sort of biscuits at an angle, but I was like, nah, the glue ended <laughs> up holding it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also using some some dowels to kind of cover up screw heads and do some little wood pegs and stuff like that. Which again is something I normally don't do. Normally, I like like if I'm going to use screws, I want the screws to show. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this one, I'm, I'm, it's it's a it's very different from what my normal projects are. I know it's your most refined project in terms <laughs> of finishing is like the the most simple yeah. material. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just because you're like compensating, I guess. For it's because you and Chris are it's because you and Chris are secretly competing. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the, it, the, the two, bench two by off. four bench build off. Well, yeah. it, it's interesting relative to the last project that I published on YouTube, which is the the steel coffee table or bench. A lot of people are calling it a bench because it's more bench dimension than it is coffee table. But I like a skinny coffee table. Um, but that project is like way more industrial and way bigger. It's mm-hmm. like one fifth the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where the material's doing most of the work for me, the the module that I got it in. And it's it's the manipulation part that's really the part that eats up the time and is the you know, where the, the sort of skill part comes into. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's always that kind of expectation that size equals time, which on some level it does, but like if you look at it from a business model, if you were selling furniture making beds is one of the best things you can make because they're big, but they're, there's not 
much more that goes into a bed than goes into a coffee table, but people will pay so much more for it. I wholeheartedly 100% agree. And I always encourage people that are just getting started. I think most people that are just getting started and making, they tend to make small projects because they think Mm -hmm. small is easier. But I'd say, no, make medium to big size projects, make a dining table because not only uh, is it feel more substantial and like you sort of accomplish something a little bit bigger, um, there's more room to hide error. Right. Whereas like small things, you have to be more precise and precise is the hard part. Right. I think with a lot of people, there's probably an intimidation factor because, well, for a couple of things, just like you said, they see big and they think hard, but also maybe thinking about there's like a lot of sunken material costs into it. And like, oh, if I mess this up, then I'm wasting all this money, even though it's still parts and, you know, it can just be that one part that you're messing up that you have to spend more money to fix on fix. Yeah, I do find myself being a lot more lenient when I'm working with two by fours. Like I'll I'll like yeah. accidentally cut the piece that I just cut instead of like the off cut from what I just cut and be like, ah, uh-huh. who cares? This is two by four. Good but enough. Yeah. Whenever I'm working with something else, I'm I'm always way more like aware of what I'm actually doing. It seems like. Well, that that is one of the advantages of choosing a really cheap material palette. I n- hardly ever make a, a rough draft project, but because two by fours are so cheap, and I always have a couple of them lying around. This was one where I sort of made a test project before I made the final project. Um, so I think that is one of the advantages of doing that, uh, of, of using material like that. It makes you a little bit more experimental, a little more free because uh, yeah. you're not cutting that precious walnut and so worried about, you know, getting everything right the first time. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, that's actually one area that I would kind of back up on, on the statement that I made about don't use two by fours because you're going to ruin your confidence use them where where it makes sense so like you were saying you know it is a good thing to use for playing around with or you know just goofing around with a technique or something and and not doing it on expensive wood the first time but i still do stand by the like if you're making like a finished nice piece that you want to have for a long time poplar's pretty cheap it's a little bit more inconvenient (laughs) to go get it's very dimensionally stable yeah so speaking of types of wood though what types of wood were the two by fours that you guys got I got Douglas fir. That's really common where I'm from. Any uh, fancy. So where I'm at, any two by material, like uh, like two by eights, two by tens, all of that's Douglas fir. I know a lot of people. I don't know what you guys get. Get southern yellow pine, uh, but the only thing you can get southern southern yellow pine in are like long two by fours, like eight foot, ten or not eight foot, but like ten foot, twelve foot two right. by fours tend to come in yellow pine, and then like just regular just. Eight foot two by fours. It always seems like uh, there's both, just like the plain like white wood, which I don't know what white wood actually is, or it's the like Douglas fir. Yeah. yeah, so I always get the Douglas fir because I know like if I get that, at least it's going to match like some two by sixes if I'm going to use some scrap from another project. Yeah, my Home Depot, we had I had an option between uh, kiln dried fir, but the yep. kiln dried ones are kind of weird looking. They're they kind do of get a weird, strange yeah. like pinkish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not sanded very smooth. And then the whitewood ones, which are more warped, uh, but they're sanded smooth. And the colors, I actually like the color of whitewood. It's like very Scandinavian looking. It is, yeah. Uh, but they're just warped to hell. Like, they're <laughs> so twisted. Um, Do you know what kind of wood also, it actually is? I don't white. know. If, I don't think. Yeah, white. White. <laughs> it, it is white. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, any of the listeners that, that know way more about wood than we do, uh, hit us up on, is whitewood? 
Aurelia species, or it might just mean that they're like cutting it from a big tree lot where there's a bunch of like yeah. larch and birch and all kinds of stuff mixed together. Or it's like some kind stuff. of hybrid thing they've developed. Yeah. It's just from Europe. They just call it white, <laughs> Caucasian. Um, all right, sawdust confessional time then. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I uh, thought two by four was a species. <laughs> just joking. No, I didn't. No. I didn't think that, but I actually don't have any idea what I got. You don't? Know? I don't know. Man. I just grabbed the first thing that I saw. I was like, oh, this looks straight. What did it look like? Was it like lighter? Was it darker? Uh, yes. Oh, no, great. It was, great. <laughs> it, it, I, I want to say it was Douglas fir. Yeah. If I had to, you know, if I was guessing, that's what I'd guess. I'll, I'll see if I can check it out. Does it right. like, you know how it's like stamped and stuff? Does it say what species is on it? Uh, or is that know. just like I the brand that they said, stamp like, it'll on have it? like the KD for kiln dried. That's all I really know. Mm. Okay. On my uh, on my way back from Atlanta on my road trip, I stopped by Advantage Hardwoods. Um, they're like a pretty big national chain, but I'd never really been inside one before. And they had a bunch of Ipe uh, two by fours, like oh, solid wow. Ipe. Yeah, I was almost thinking of like getting those and doing my project out of that. But I was like, one, piss us the shit off. out of like my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out of my uh, saw blades. That stuff is like so. How much is saw. it? It's pretty expensive. I actually picked up. Uh, if you look on, uh, I think I posted on my Instagram stories. Uh, I picked up a bunch of cutoff pieces that I got for really cheap, and they're six <laughs> by six ePay posts. Whoa. And I got like a foot, about a foot long uh, cutoff ends. So just these solid, it's so heavy. But it's literally six by six by like a foot. And I bought like 10 wow. of these just like giant blocks. And it was so funny when I was driving around, if I went on like a dirt road. And like the car took a bounce, it just be like clink, 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 because it's like so heavy, <laughs> yeah. like it almost sounds like metal. It's banging. like you got cinder blocks in the back or something. Yeah, so is that near Acura again? Yeah, in the Acura. Shout out to Acura. Take uh, <laughs> gotta get. Is there a quota of like Acura plugs we got to get in? <laughs> oh, I, I, I've, I've done plenty. Oh, um, I'm just kidding. My, lots of lots of road trips things, but uh, it, it was interesting because in this last sort of week. I've experienced sort of like wood harvesting or collection in a lot of uh, unusual formats. So I went to a forest in New Hampshire and actually cut. Uh, I found like a fallen tree. My friend has a forest there. So I cut, there's a tree. It was probably like 60 to 70 feet long, like a pine tree. And I actually like it, it had already fallen and was dead. And so I just cut section and it wasn't lying on the ground. It was kind of lodged between two other trees. So it wasn't like all moldy and I actually like cut it up with a chainsaw and, and took a bunch of sections back. So I, nice. I literally pulled wood directly out of the forest. I pulled it out of the two by four uh, pile. And then I pulled like some exotic, you know, types from like a specialty hardware place. That would be something that would be really cool. I think on the CNC, something yeah. out of like a trunk of a tree. That would be really cool. Yeah. Definitely not pine though. Cause it would just, yeah, it would chip out so much, Blah. but I'm actually going to try to CNC the Ipe. Um, and I don't know, we can talk about it later, but it might be something since I got a whole bunch of these chunks where we all sort of like uh, could model something different and then try to see and see it. Oh, like yeah. Nice. Sort of like collaborative things because we all have like the same unit to kind of start with and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the six it was, by six Ipe challenge. It was it was a week of just really thinking a little bit more uh, introspectively about uh, materials and uh, all the different forms that our our materials come in. So yeah. Ben or Mike, we haven't really talked about your project yet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we're kind of deep into it. I forgot. Yeah, uh, yeah. What'd you build? Uh, it was a picture frame. I was gonna build a few picture frames, but I think I kind of talked about it during Thursday's episode a little bit. But 
I had some issues ripping down the uh, the two by fours into like eighth inch strips. Uh, like two by fours tend to have a lot of like internal tension. Like if you tend to rip them, even just yeah. like into a couple inch, like what you were doing, Chris, just mm-hmm. into kind of real, still dimensional stock, it tends to want to like move around a lot, and it especially wants to move around a lot when you get it into really thin pieces. Um, and my plan was I was using uh, two by fours to make like a solid wood matting to go into a picture frame. And out of the three mats I made, one of them turned out good. So, wow. so yeah, it was, it was a grain orientation, orientation thing. I kind of talked about that again, I think on last episode too, but it was mm-hmm. just, uh, I was trying to orientate it to where I flipped the grain each time, what you would see in a tabletop. Cause that is what people do for like big tabletops to kind of combat wood movement is you'll flip what way the grain is going. But with this, I figured it's going to bend no matter what. So I need to just like embrace it and let it do all the moving it's going to do. And then just like combat it then because it is such a thin piece of material. It's really easy to just flatten out with a little, uh, like a little block behind it. What do you call that? So yeah, it came out cool. Uh, one thing I really liked about it, which I didn't really, I wasn't expecting so much is on the frame, you know, I made that obviously out of two by fours as well. And the Uh idea initially was, you know, to paint it black, like a nice gloss black to have a kind of black and white contrast. But what I noticed is I did one, one normal coat of paint. And after I did a second coat of spray paint, I did that one relatively light because I noticed that on these two by fours, I don't know what way the actual growth rings are, but it was like the way the growth rings alternate. One of them would soak up the paint really well, and the other, it would kind of sit on top to where if you don't do a thick layer of paint, you can still really see the grain underneath it. So I just mm-hmm. did a couple light coats of paint and then polyurethane over it to where you can still okay. see all of that wood grain. And then on yeah, the... Yeah, it looked cool. I, yeah, I almost ahead. thought you had like just stained it. I didn't even mm-hmm. know. I thought it was like a black stain. Yeah, and then on the... Uh, and then on the actual matting part, I wanted that to be a lot lighter because I got the Douglas fir uh, two by fours, which have like a lot of red tones in them. So I got mm-hmm. some of that. Uh, it's like a water based. They call it pickling stain. Minwax makes it, but it's just like a whitewash. I don't know why they call it pickling, mm. but it just tones down all that red and kind of right. made lowers the saturation and gives it that nice sort of skin. The yeah, look. I was kind of I know I was kind of like a little like iffy about whether I was going to do it or not because I was, I'm over here buying like a big pint of it and I used like enough to, uh, for the foam brush to go in once for the whole project. But now that I know it looks cool and that I can use it on other projects, I've got no more buyer remorse, even though it was only like 10 bucks. You're going to regret it till the day you die. I know I need that money from the last episode we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, when I when I was watching or when I saw yours, I had kind of an idea that I'm sure somebody has to have done this before. But I think it'd be really cool to either in like in your house or even if you did it in like an art gallery for a show or something, do a series of like 15, 20 frames where each one of them was like and, and you could do map board too. Yeah. Everything out of wood and each one unique, different. And then put nothing in it, just like a white nothing, so that the actual art piece is the frame yeah. instead of what's in it. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool to like have a bunch of those hanging around in your house. I'm sure, my <laughs> wife would love it. 
Yeah, exactly. All my non-art. Yeah. <laughs> or you could just put like the like stock photos that come with when you buy the frame. <laughs> just a happy family. Like, yeah. Who is it? I don't know, but they look so happy. <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that I always think is so interesting about 2x4 is how different it feels the minute you trim away the rounded corners. Yes, it, yeah. it immediately turns into actual like lumber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the minute you like, I, I ran mine through the table saw to trim those off. And I was like, okay, now, now, now we're getting started. Like, this this looks like a real material. It's just weird. It's it's so like rounded edges on other things are nice, but for something about the two by four, it just makes it seem so much cheaper. It does. Yeah. It's just we have that association with this like lower grade material, mm-hmm. whereas we yeah. see those square corners, we think like nice lumbers. And I really always wonder when we're designing things. If it's really our aesthetic is so built into those associations with what we think is valuable and not, um, so it's a it's, it's a fun little digression. But yeah, the minute I trim, or like how much uh, people that aren't into the whole making thing, yeah. whether that that perception is like carries through to them as well. Yeah, the the minute you take those those little eighth inch roundovers <laughs> yeah. off, like it's like okay, now I got a real substance here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's any time that you see what you're not used to seeing. Then it's yeah. cooler. Like I, to go back to video games, which I'm always talking about. It seems like, like when the when the Xbox One first came out, and you could only get it in black, and then you saw it in white, you're like, oh, that's awesome looking. But then if you're used to seeing a video game in white and you see it in black, you're like, oh, I gotta get that one. Yeah, you yeah. just want whatever you see less. Exactly. Right. Like, well, yeah, with like iPhones, if they came out with the black one first and then came out the white one, everyone would want the white one. Right. If they came out with the white one first, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Chris, I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna ask this to both of y'all. What was the right. most unexpected challenge like that you came across during your build? Especially, um, I guess, since this is the first time doing two-by-fours. I mean, I, I, it ended up being what I expected, which was just the stability of the piece. And remember, a couple of weeks ago, I had asked you, and you're like, oh, you might have it where like one leg ends up off the ground. Yeah. A little bit. I, I just did. I didn't expect it to happen that fast. Okay. I thought like, okay, like over the course of a week, like you know, I figured <laughs> I'll get the whole thing built. I'll get all my finishing shots. Everything will be cool, and then I'll come back and look at it like a week later, and it's gonna look all wonky. It was like, it oh man, quick. am I gonna be able to get my finishing shots? <laughs> like I had to, I had to sand away a lot of material to get it presentable. And even if you look on like the picture that I put on Instagram or in the video, you'll see it like look on the underside of the seat and you'll see it's like a pretty wonky looking edge. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Did anything like unexpected happen? Uh, in general, it went a little bit better than I thought. Um, yeah. You know, the because I didn't cut particularly long pieces, like if I made the same bench, but I made it like a three two by four one, I probably would have made it longer, which would have exaggerated the warpage of the individual pieces. But because I made cross cuts to like 30 inches before i ran them through the table saw i you know i got a lot of the 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 bend out of them by cutting sort of shorter pieces so i think that's like a really interesting thing to think about too it's that how you plan when you have an imperfect material the scale at how you sort of uh, the, the scale that you choose to sort of build that can either exaggerate or minimize that defect yeah. So, so one thing that I did contemplate doing, but I thought it'd be cheating a little bit too much, is just use the two by four that I designed before those metal brackets. Oh yeah, you used them before, Mike, and just do something out of that. But I'm like, uh, I think that's a little. I don't little think so. It's just like a little shameless self promotion. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a little tag yeah. to it in the in the video. They do work um, out really good, though. I was surprised as to my whole thing with it was I was worried about just the the like lateral stability of it with it being yeah. two by fours, but. 
I mean, they're like as sturdy as hairpin legs. I was, I was really surprised at that. I should mention, I guess, in fairness, that the design that I did was adapted from a design that I already had before. Oh, really? um, and it was actually one that I, I had considered doing chairs, chairs like that for a dining room table for our dining room table, and then I just thought because I wanted to make a video using that design. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool design, but I don't think it would be the best for a dining room. Maybe they're just like a little too bulky, I think, for a dining room. But um, yeah, I thought this was a good opportunity to make a video using that design. Yeah. You should build it now with like out of some walnut and see how easy it is in comparison. Some some eBay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, A question for both of you guys. So what all else is a part, any materials that are a part of your builds? I used a handful of finished screws, uh, some wood glue, and uh, some dowels to cover up the finished screws. Yeah, I got so. I got some wood glue. Uh, I had to get a pane of glass. And okay, mm-hmm. real quick, do, does your Home Depot cut glass? I don't I've think never so. asked them because my Home Depot they don't cut glass, but I had no idea that Lowe's did. Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, shout Watch out to out. my local Lowe's. I don't know if that's like across the board. If you know. But no, man, that was really nice because that was the first time I ever had glass cut for me other than the mirror that I did. And that is Mm -hmm. so much nicer than trying to score your own thing and like break it over the edge of a table. It seems like I always mess it up. Like any video that I've either got plexiglass or glass that I'm breaking, it never seems to break along the line. So that was really nice. Uh, But yeah, I had glass. Um, I used a couple little like pin nails. I don't know what you call them just to hold everything down. And then... One of those little, uh, it's kind of got like shark teeth. That's what you use to hang something on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those. So it was, it was mostly, uh, it was mostly two by fours. Nice. And I, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to get any like, uh, kickback on this, but I didn't reinforce my miters at all. I thought about splining oh, them, buddy. but I just, I just decided That's gonna to come go apart with it. on you. <laughs> I it's, know. it's cool now, but just 15 years from now, you wait and see, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Your, your whole house is going to come crumbling down. <laughs> the, when you pass that on to your grandchildren, yeah. they are going to be very disappointed. <laughs> they're just, God. Yeah, they're going to de- be disappointed. That's all I'm passing on to them. <laughs> Grandpa Mike was not a craftsman. No. Oh, I used a little bit of hot glue, too. So. A hot mess. Man, I need, I, need to get one of your, I need to get one of those Ryobi little uh, cordless ones. They are. It's, it's awesome. It's like a great, uh, like, almost like a clamp type tool. Because <laughs> like, you can just, like, yeah. you can also use it to, like, set up a tripod, like, you know, glue your camera to something really quick and then peel the glue yeah. off. Does it take one fun. of those like thick um, glue sticks or does it take? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But I, I always buy like a box of like a thousand of those at once, like from. I know Amazon. the last, the last time I, I just went to Hobby Lobby, I got one of those big, like eight foot. It's like a curly cue of glue stick. Have you ever seen those? Oh yeah. 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 This is good. Yeah. I got one of those. I thought it was going to be the most convenient thing in the world, but it was just in the way I've got like this eight foot tail of hot glue and I'm trying to like work it. It's like a slinky or something. Yeah. It's like a, it's basically like a hot glue (laughs) stick, but it's like eight feet long and they just like curl it up in a little spiral. Like a spring. Yeah. But the problem with it, it's got no spring. So it just like, once you take it out of the package, it turns into this like floppy long like tail. But yeah, that should be. That could be a, a topic for another time, maybe, is like hot stuff glue? that... No, I'm hot glue. <laughs> it's hot topic, hot glue. Yeah. No, stuff that you thought would be convenient, but turned out not to be. Ooh, that's a good idea, yeah. Write that down. Let's, let's put that on the back burner. Okay. So that we keep I it hot. We were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm about to say, for real. Yeah. Buyer's remorse. Yeah. That'll be the episode. 
All, All right, right. So well. you know what we should talk about? A couple cool mm-hmm. prizes for the two by four challenge oh, for anyone yes. that may be on the edge. Like if they just need a little coaxing. Like what do we got going on? Uh, we got a glue gun for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. We'll do a glue gun. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a glue gun for him, and I was also going to throw in some optional prizes. Cause I don't know if people would want them or not, but I thought they'd be cool because they're kind of one off. Um, so I made some extra little concrete Boba Fett magnets uh, left over oh, yeah. from the the sort of leather box that I made. So those could be a, a, a prize. So I have a couple of those set aside if anyone wants to claim those, any of the winners. Um, and then also I have an embossed piece of leather uh, that has that sort of the Han Solo blaster sort of pressed into the side of it. So I'm throwing yeah. those into the prize bin. I guess we'll just like sort of pick winners and let them sort of choose from. Yeah. Right. So, so like it's not like set grab bag. Right. So it'll be sort of like if you get first place, you get first choice of all the prizes. Yeah. And I went to uh, I went to the screen printers earlier this week and I'll have shirts in by the time the contest is up, too. So I'm going to be giving out some shirts. I'm also printing up hats, so I might give away a couple hats as well. Awesome. Um, and then I thought, granted, we can cut this out if it's a bad idea. But I thought if we if there's someone that's got like just a killer design, let's put them on the show. Yeah, like absolutely. give them a guess, like you know, do the like do like the show? beginning of the show like normal, but like yeah, maybe on a weekend show or whatever. Show. Yeah, if Just they want like- to. Yeah, if they want to hop on the show, I thought that could be like a cool little prize. Well, shout out, and we can kind yeah. of just like talk about what they made and right. if they made a video yeah, for cool. it, get you know maybe get some eyes on it and stuff. But like we, that. we also want to emphasize that this is more of a community activity yeah. than it is like a competition. Like, come right? On. Exactly. We're all winners. It's here. a challenge, not <laughs> a competition. Uh, you're a winner. Yeah. You're a winner. You get a sticker. <laughs> you're just Oprah giving out giving out winners. Stickers and glue guns. Yeah, <laughs> you get a Boba Fett. You get a Boba Fett. So, what should our next challenge be? Well, we'll leave that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So we don't decide now. I kind of liked what you were talking about, like some kind of like CNC design challenge or something like that. That could be really neat. Yeah. So like this time we sort of we modularize the material. Maybe this time we like simplify the tool and I'll run it through the exact same tool. So it's like more of a digital uh, submission. Yeah. Uh, But to the listeners, you know, let us know what you think are sort of good challenge ideas. Um, I also think sort of like one sheet of plywood ones would be interesting because it allows a much more variation. Also, because I've already done a whole bunch of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, let's think of let's think of things that you know that would, would be good for the community. Yeah, let's get something kind of like outside of the box. Yeah, because there's always like a limited tool challenge, or there, you know what I mean, like a three tool challenge, or there's always kind of like something like that. But if you've got something that's like really outside of the box, especially like we want to hear those. I like it. Okay, something real yep. original. <laughs> nice, cool. Yeah. So, any other weekend plans? Oh yeah, um, I forgot about the weekend plans. I know. What am I doing this weekend? Not a lot. I'm I'm catching up from last weekend. I was gone all weekend, so I'm still kind of in catch up. Yeah, mode. I'm in sort of rest and recovery mode, and I think I'm going to get my tattoo next week. So I got to figure out Uh-oh. travel Uh-oh. stuff for that. So <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Oh, where are you are you going to travel to get uh, it? I think I'm going to New York. Um, so I think I have the appointment oh, wow. all locked in. I just have to make sure it fits around a couple other scheduling things but uh i think i'll probably like facebook live it or something you can see me like yeah crying (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm uh i'm building something this weekend i talked about it on thursday but i think i'm gonna do that bench hopefully i'll have the design done and i i have like that guilty feeling of not having built something in a while so yeah i'm definitely doing some work this weekend Awesome. Get your shit together. But having having that break sometime is like just is great to give you the fire to get back yeah. in. So yeah, you gotta, gotta rekindle that re- fire, reassess. <laughs> yeah, 
Ben, give us that outro. All right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, you filthy animals. And uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, keep the two by four projects coming. The ones we've seen yep. so far are awesome. It's really inspiring to see all you guys sort of take action and make really cool stuff. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And real quick, if you guys want to see or if you guys are posting the hashtag, because I don't think we've mentioned it this episode, is it's hashtag two, the word T-W-O and then the number two by four challenge. Uh, so if you want to check out what other people are making or if you want to post what you're making, that's where you're going to find yeah. it. And make sure you when you do post your things, tag us in it, too. So that way it makes it easier to find it. And we'll be reposting a lot of those to give you guys all shout outs on our Instagram, too. So if any of you guys are trying to you know, give your channels a little boost, we're still adding more followers to that channel. But uh, it's growing pretty fast. So happy, always yeah. happy to give shout outs to people that are that are participating, whatever we're doing. We appreciate it. Exactly. And, yeah. And also remember, even though we're posting our videos on Saturday, so by the time you're hearing this, they should be up. Uh, the It's still open until the end of this month. You said right? June 1st, right? June yeah. 1st. There you go. So there's still plenty, plenty of, time. of time. Go exactly. pick up two yeah, two by fours. Pick up actually more than two, but only used to. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Break one, use a different one, uh, and yeah. get after it. Or when you put it through the saw and reel and find out one's got like so much oh, tension yeah. that it's just going to, it's taking like a left turn on you. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So everyone, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go out and make something. Uh, leave us some reviews. Hit us up on social media, blah, 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 all that promotion stuff. And uh, yep. <laughs> get some two by fours and make something. Yep. We'll see you yep. next week, guys. Bye. See you Thursday.